Well, put your left hand in and shake it all about. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 66, for the week of Wednesday, the 29th of May. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Ben, Justin, and John. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toy of the Week is the Jazzwares regular show Mordecai and Rigby Action Figures, and our discussion topic is Blind Boxed and Blind Bad Toy Goodness. Welcome, mutant beasts. How are we all? <laughs> good, we good, 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 good. That, that someone put that in the scripts. So that's obviously, I assume, the way that you want to be greeted. I don't know. Hmm. So, hmm. mutant beast number one, Ben. How are you? What have you been up to? Ah, uh, pretty good. Um, I celebrated another personal cyclical cyclical rotation of the sun last week. So <laughs> that was pretty cool. And uh, took some um, took some time off to celebrate that. Did you get any goodies? I did. I've got goodness. Good. Um, Mrs. Shake was quite amusing when she was talking about potential gifts and said, "Do I have to buy your stuff?" <laughs> <laughs> no. and so I took the only appropriate action and filed for divorce. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, she was very good. Um, I'm getting some of my original art framed. So. Hopefully that'll be back in the next couple of weeks. Oh, very good. Yeah. And John, what about you? John. Uh, hello, John. What's the cake? Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? There's obviously a bit of a time warp happening here. I said, and John, John, what about you? And then you said, was there cake? <laughs> about three. Yeah. Three minutes later. Um, th- there was homemade tiramisu, yeah. which um, I made a screaming mess of. Oh, uh, I would take that. So, John, are you ready to share how you are now, or do you have any more questions for Ben? <laughs> oh, no, I'm good. Okay, how are you? I'm good. I don't I saw squirrels mating in my backyard today. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's the source of your your awesomeness? Uh, sure. sure. Yeah. yeah, there was like about six of them, all like in about a one foot square area. It looked like oh. <laughs> that's obviously the place to be. <laughs> and now, I'd say they're, they're they 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 were different colors. Uh, I could say so much, but I'm just biting okay. my yeah. tongue. La, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Justin, how are you? Yes. Good, thank you. Thank you. I haven't seen anything copulating this week, so <laughs> boring. <laughs> oh, well, he's hoping for a better week next week. <laughs> I'll stop and watch, but. <laughs> and in tonight's animal copulation report. Uh, uh, um, 
very, very uh, boring week, matter of fact. Except I did pick up uh, one of my Grail items, which I'll mention in the acquisition part of the show. I won't give away too much Hoorah! at the moment. But, uh, yeah, pretty boring. Just eat, sleep, work. Uh. Is that it? Mm. <laughs> you better excite us with something, Scott. It's all up to you now. <laughs> oh, I've been away for work all week. I'm still away. I'm on the Gold Coast. Um, so... But I spent um, Tuesday and Wednesday in the thriving metropolis of Toowoomba, Queensland, <laughs> um, which is, yeah, wow. Um, it was pretty amazing. So lo- lovely. The, the people I was working with up there were great, and that was about it. However, I did actually have something quite fun happen while I was in Toowoomba, which is I got to drop in to Kaboom Comics, which is where the hosts of the Geek Speak podcast um, ah, cool. are. Todd is the owner of the of Kaboom, and they are, of course, members of the Big Top Network. Yep. Um, they have they've got a television show as well, which is on local TV and um, growing in Australia called Geek, Geek Speak Live, and then they have a podcast called geek speak as well which is great fun and if you enjoy listening to aussie people um talk about comics and pop culture and stuff then that's another good one to listen to and todd who is one of the hosts of that is the owner of kaboom comics in toowoomba and that was the highlight of the trip because i got to drop in and have a great chat to him and he was a lovely bloke so that was really good outstanding yeah and how was your hotel room uh, Toowoomba Hotel, not so much. Toowoomba, I always stay in um, self-catering apartments so I don't have to eat out all the time. And But my studio apartment, quote-unquote, in Toowoomba was actually a very tiny hotel room with a grubby kitchenette in the entry. Um, that So that was pretty amazing. But that was only one night. And then I've been here on the Gold Coast um, for four nights in actually quite a nice little one-bedroom apartment in Broad Beach is all sunny and surfy and that sort of thing. So that's been great. But I'm really looking forward to going home tomorrow. Mm, I'll bet. Yes. So too long. No, no, work travel novelty wore off for me a long time ago, and now it's just like, you know, it's fun for the first night, and then I just miss my kids. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I've been annoyed today because we we – ordered a new um, lounge suite for the kids' um, area in the new house way before we moved in. We've been waiting forever, and it was delivered today. And I've been being teased all day about for pictures, and I only just got them a little while ago. So <laughs> I've been missing out all day. Aww. Yeah. But, you know, I had um, this to look forward to tonight, and and John as well. Um, so, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, could, I could have almost shared some goodness with you. As, um, uh, as we talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was eating my, my chocolate balls, I, um, I had an, another sweet uh, win during the week in that a guy that I work with uh, went to Japan uh, on a holiday. And so I, I said to him just as a bit of an, an off-the-cuff joke, you know, bring me back some of those crazy Kit Kats that the Japanese do. Ooh. And ah, so he yes. came. He came back with this bag of Kit Kats for me, and uh, I'm I'm not a huge fan of chocolate per se, but I do enjoy the humble Kit Kat, and so I have this assortment of Kit Kats that just defy description. Um, I mean, some of the the more logical ones are um, there's a I think a strawberry shortcake, um, a boysenberry cheesecake, 
Um, there's a cinnamon roll, uh, brown sugar. But then I've got some wacky ones like chilli, uh, green tea. Um, I've got one that translates in no way, shape or form. I can actually work out what it is. And even if you find the description on the internet, it doesn't really describe what it is. So that'll be an interesting one. So, yeah. Well, as far as I can tell, it, it literally translates to... Um, it's it's the Kit Kat you have if you don't really like Kit Kats. In other words, if you find traditional sh- um, chocolate too sweet, this is deliberately less sweet. So it's a milder chocolate for okay. those you know those oh. connoisseurs mm. who don't eat sweet chocolate. So there you go. Maybe I'll unwrap one each episode. I, I've had the green <laughs> tea one actually. It's it's um like obviously a very different experience mm. but it's it's not horrible mm. oh i forgot my favorite one is the purple sweet potato oh my wow <laughs> i bet but. they don't have those in the united states do they john no no we just have one kind of kit kat actually there's two you have uh the regular one and then you have the white chocolate one scott did you just put an american accent Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're supposed to all have English ep- English accents for this episode, aren't we? Hello, yeah, I, I'm al- See, I'm allowed to do that, Justin. That's, <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> we'll have to carry on from no. where Adam left off with his accent. Yeah. No, you see, we took a vote at last year, and you're not allowed to do that anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, no, I didn't get the memo, obviously. I mustn't have been at that meeting. My, my accent is so mucked up after 22 years of other places that, I, I, you know, I always have to explain where I'm from no matter where I am. No matter where I am, no one thinks that I'm from there. So. I don't think that has to do with your accent, really. That explains so much. <laughs> All right. Well, seeing as this is just going to turn into more mockery of me, I think we should pull up stumps and uh, we'll get started with some articulated news. I hate you all. Pull up stumps. That's that's like an English yeah. colloquialism. <laughs> that's right. Well, you know, it is John and those English guys after all. I was going to speak in an English accent for the whole episode. <laughs> Hello, Governor. Got a new motor. <laughs> do a knocky on the head. <laughs> so when are you going to do it? <laughs> after, after the news, let's do some news. Okay. <laughs> news. <laughs> Big Jim's World of Adventure starring Big Josh with Talking Camp Pack. Let's make camp here. You unload the Big Jim sports camper gear. Big Josh says, Bring the boat and fishing gear. And you know the dinner will soon be here. Big Josh says, Let's find some firewood. Now this camp is looking like a good camp should. Big Josh with Talking Camp Pack is sold separately. Big Jim sports camper comes with fishing boat and gear from Mattel. Well, as you would hopefully know by now, before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news is where we talk about new stuff, and that could be announcements or uh, events in the toy and collectibles world. It's not everything. It's only the stuff that we're interested in, or sometimes it's the most interesting stuff of a whole bunch of boring and crappy stuff, um, which could be the case tonight. Um, so the things that have caught our eye this week, or perhaps least or most offended us, is what's on the list tonight. And John, you're going to start. Well, you know, I had a lot of hate last year for the Ardman Batman and Robin because I, I just I like Ardman, I like Batman, but I don't like Ardman Batman. <laughs> and to, to make it e- to make it even better, 
they came out with a Superman in that line. And um, somebody just needs to tell them to stop because <laughs> the <laughs> Superman's horrible. I, I just it, – it, it, oh. and he comes with chocolate chip cookies. Somebody explain why he has a chocolate chip cookie. I don't understand this. Uh, and a pointing finger. His left hand's in like a pointing – don't touch my cookie. <laughs> I, I just, uh, I, I understand that it sounded like a good idea on paper, but I, I don't think anybody was asking for more of these, and I just don't see why. Well, at least it, the, these are the DC Collectibles um, San Diego Comic Con exclusives, so most of us probably aren't in danger of ever having to see them. I actually saw the Batman at our local Comic Con yeah. here a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I, I was. I, I came around the corner. He was on a shelf at eye level, and you know, I, I made eye contact. Unfortunately, <laughs> kind of curious to find out just how many people are actually collecting these. Um, certainly, around the different forums that we're on, uh, I've barely seen a mention of, of any kind. But uh, I assume somebody's out there buying them. I, I would assume. I've got I've got Wallace and Gromit figures. I I don't mind Armin stuff. I just. Uh, this is horrid, and, and that speedo, that speedo thing he's got going on. I don't even want to get into that. That's just <laughs> <laughs> he's barely in that. Like, yeah, you're not the only one. Okay, yeah. well, what else? We're still doing the DC collectibles exclusives for San Diego. I think we did. We talk about most of these last week. No, I think maybe maybe not. Oh, oh, um, uh. A three pack of uh, Super Best Friends Forever, um, <laughs> and that's kind of actually a, really cute. Yeah, it's kind of um, like a stylized uh, Supergirl, Batgirl, and Wonder Girl. Yeah. Um, pretty neat. I, I actually like that set. That that's yeah, pretty too. cool. That's the pick of the bunch, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and and if you had little girls, that would just be a really neat gift for them. Although not at fifty dollars, which is what they're asking. So, uh, I know. but are they the start of a new line, or is this just something that somebody's come up with? Just this is based that... on the um, there's shorts that are appearing. Ah, oh, of course, in the DC yeah. Nation yep, um, yep. stuff. So these are based on those shorts. Yep, animated shorts. <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear. Gotcha. And next is a figure that's not in shorts, and that's uh, Hugo Strange (laughs) for Batman Arkham City. He might be wearing shorts underneath. Well, Mm. that's true. I hope so. He actually looks pretty decent. I I didn't have any problem with him. Yeah, he's a good-looking figure. Um, But I think it's also because he's not not that far from the the comic. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could see him in a variety of – I could see people buying him just not even Batman fans just to put in some other displays maybe. Oh, for sure. He'll he'll fit quite nicely with other stuff because at the moment all we have is a the DC direct direct Hugo Strange as Batman um, mm. thing with the swappable head. So this is the first Hugo Strange proper action figure, even though it's Arkham. Looks mm. good. Mm. And last up, we've got a Green Lantern four pack in their three point seven five inch line. Um, and what I'm looking at doesn't list which ones are there. Uh, it's um, Black Hand, Dexter, uh-huh. the Green Lantern Rage Cook uh, Kitty, Arculo, and Sinestra with a honking big Green Lantern energy sword. 
Yeah. That's practically like its own fifth figure. Grief. And this is another continuation of that that whole weird exclusive convention only Mm. thingy series. I mean, who's going to make an effort to go after these things? I I don't know. Because if they're trying to attract three and three-quarter collectors, I don't see them going after this in real big droves. Not at those prices. It, It irritates me. Because having seen some of the DC collectibles in Justice um, Gods Among Us three and three quarter figures, while I hate the designs, they're actually good toys. And it, it, it bugs me that, you know, finally DC collectibles is doing three and three quarter stuff. They're doing it with really decent articulation. And then they're doing it in these ridiculous ways where the comic based ones are exclusives that no one can get. Yeah. The, the ones that everyone can get are designs that nobody wants it just makes absolutely no sense yeah yeah very strange boo okay what else john make us happy now <laughs> okay well in a throwback to a previous episode um one of the things coming out for despicable me too is a viewmaster <laughs> and the front of it is painted to look like a minion and has little goggles on so you kind of Looks like he comes with a little case with the regular reels. You pop them in there, and it probably looks like you have a minion on your face. So <laughs> I, that sounds bad. I, I, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, I just I wanted to prove that Viewmaster wasn't dead, so I was excited <laughs> to see that. I love it. That is so cool. <laughs> well, I tell you, you what, want a minion on your face? No, the the design. <laughs> you must be you must be happy because you often commented about. How surprised you were that they didn't really merchandise that first movie, mm-hmm. um, and now yeah. it's coming. Oh yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's already here. Yeah, the figures are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Are are they everywhere there, or just at Toys R Us? Uh, I've seen them at Toys R Us, but then I haven't really done the rounds recently, just because it's so depressing. Um, so, because I had read that. Um, until the end of May, they're exclusive to Toys R Us, and then they'll be rolled out to other places. Oh, interesting. How odd. Yeah. Mm. And you've got one more thing, John. Yes, I do. Um, our folks over at Funko have um, showed off some pictures that are due at the end of June for another series of Pop Vinyl, and these are Disney. And we got some all sorts of cool characters. We've got um, uh, <laughs> Carl from Up. Um, with his little cane with the tennis balls, uh, Jasmine, uh, the princess from Up, uh, the genie, Dumbo, Jafar, um, Alice from Alice in Wonderland. And the one that really I, I probably might have to get is the uh, Rocketeer because he just mm. looks pretty darn, pretty darn, pretty darn cool. So, yeah, he looks a lot of fun, but I, the one that the one that sold me has to be um, Russell from Up. <laughs> he looks brilliant. <laughs> They're good fun. I, I could yeah. I could see getting both the up ones because they're they're cool and stylized and cute, but but not so far they're not recognizable. No, that's right. I I, I like the um Carl uh, the up Carl I think is my favorite. Yeah, that's clever. Yeah. Cool. Well, Mister Ben, have you got some news for us? 
Uh, I do. I do. Let me just get organised. Um, uh, there aren't you was organised already. Well, most of the time, yeah. Some people like to be organised in advance, you know. No, no, not me. I'm a spur of the moment guy. I don't write what? down my intros. Really? You don't. <coughs> I would have thought you would have had it all in a spreadsheet or something. Mm. Yeah, oh yeah, you'd think so. Um, continuing our San Diego Comic Con exclusive announcements, uh, Bridge Direct, who still seem to be going pretty strong with the assorted Hobbit uh, material, have announced that they will be releasing the Orc Commander Azog. Uh, he was that big white dude with the really bad attitude um, who didn't like the dwarves, and he's coming in, and he's going to be seven inch, which doesn't sound a lot until you sort of see the actual bridge direct hobbit figures in hand and they're actually quite tiny so he'll be um pretty huge in comparison uh comes in at just 2600 pieces so it's a limited edition of 2600 which is interesting because a lot of time we get these um san diego comic con sort of exclusives and they're certainly not uh limited by any means i think that's just the first place they release them and, and just dump the excess stock you know through their websites etc but i think 2600 that'll go pretty fast um this one, interestingly, comes with um, a couple of sort of swap-out pieces. Uh, you actually get a uh, hand holding the severed head of the Dwarf King Thrall now, up in are, Victory. Are there photos of this yet or no? I haven't seen them, no. Yeah, it's just, like they're not um, available yet. No. Okay. Um, and then you can actually swap that out with a regular uh, regular hand, which can hold sort of a, a mace or something like that. But his left hand can actually be switched out um, and, and put in the prosthetic sort of hand with the big spikes sticking out of it um, that he lost when Thorin chopped his hand off or oh, chopped spoilers. his arm off. Spoilers. Oh, yeah, move on. Well, I haven't um, seen it yet. This is... This is pretty interesting because if you're a big fan of the figures, you'd be pretty pissed off about missing out on a on a you know an important character like this. Um, I certainly know that if I was going through the effort to to get all the the, the characters to actually you know potentially miss out on this guy um, because he's a San Diego San Diego Comic Con exclusive. Um, it's usually it's quite interesting because normally the sort of thing that goes up as a San Diego Comic Con exclusive is like a um, you know a, a, an invisible you know figure or something like that yeah. that they'll cast out of clear plastic or um, so that they don't really have to do any tooling. So yeah, I don't know. I, I think that just shows the damned if you do, damned if you don't thing. Like if you, they make this stuff too readily available. And too common, then people are critical. But then, if they make it too genuinely exclusive, people are critical. So, oh, it's it's lose lose for sure. And but you know, I guess but, you need some kind of presence. Yeah, but isn't he a he? He actually comes out in the regular line in a different, slightly different form, doesn't he? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe he just won't have the the swap out arms or something like that. They could be the you know, yeah. Maybe he won't have arms. arms. A... Mm, well, that's yeah. right. Well, something yeah. else, Ben. Something else. Um, yeah, something that was pretty interesting, I thought, was um, a new series um, called Casual Superstars uh, from a company called Casual Friday. Uh, yes. Casual Friday Superstars, kind of odd. They're kind of like a, um, you know, one of those sort of semi-deformed, you know, small body, mm. big head, but not <clears throat> sort of not overly exaggerated um sort of figure and I know Justin will be pretty excited about this because uh, the first, the Wave 1's been announced and it includes um, Ash from uh, yep. Evil Dead or in this particular case Army of Darkness. Yep. So I think... Uh, and the Phantom is pretty cool yeah. as well. And, um, just yeah, for the record, and... Casual Friday is David Vonner's new company. 
Ah, okay. Ah. Ah. I wonder if that's the company that's going to be doing the Valiant figures. Mm. The, the Valiant mm. figures that haven't been announced yet. Um, and the, the third and final figure filling out um, uh, Wave 1 is Robocop, and I assume that will be the original Robocop. Um, and pulling a complete left turn, these are in three and one quarter inch scale. Uh, I have no idea like mm. why you just three and one quarter inch scale. So that means I they're pretty small. A typo. Yeah, it could be, could be, but um, no, no, they actually don't look too bad. The paint looks, the paint apps look pretty, um, pretty good. Like you know, Ash's chainsaw's got some pretty good detailing on it, etc. But um, they come blister carded, and as such, there isn't any um, uh, re- uh, recommended retail price. But keep an eye out for those in August. Hmm. And is that the end of you? No, I have something else. Oh, um, Hot Toys seem completely intent on being infuriating. Um, in further movie news from Hot Toys, we've seen some teaser images of um, Man of Steel figures. So we've seen a basically torso shot, I guess, of um, Superman and um, Zod. And we can see a bit of um, armor there on Zod, and, and and look, you know, it's Hot Toys. I have uh, no concerns that these won't be brilliant to look at. Um, I'm not generally a big fan of the movie stuff, but you can certainly see they've gone to the usual Hot Toys detail. Just the the texture of Superman's costume uh, seems to be very, very, very well captured there. Cloth cape, which will no doubt have sort of the wire in it, etc. So, um, yeah, well done, Hot Toys. Still no more Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> You're not bitter, are you? Not me? No. Or, or hung up. I'm not sarcastic either. Uh, never. Okay. Oh, Justin, bring, bring a little sunshine, won't you? Okay, I, as much as I can with the announcement of Universal Monsters 9-inch scale, The Mummy. Oh, sunshine. Uh, but, yeah, just uh, doing, some re- <laughs> doing some research on this line about Apparently, it's been announced or been coming out for about two years now, so I don't know how uh, excited you would be about these press release pictures, but it continues on from the nice set with the creature from the Black Lagoon and Frankenstein, I believe, and I think that's about it from them so far. But, um, yeah, look, it's it's a nicely sculpted figure. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty creepy. Very elongated. Mm. Bandages are yeah, coming um, off from all the right places. Um, I'm not a fan. No. Is that because of the the styling, John? Like you just don't like the yeah, exaggerated. Just, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like the exaggerated. Like, well, he's just too cartoony. I mean, if I was a Scooby Doo collector, maybe, but you know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It I'm does not. look like it's yeah. He's still got the Boris Karloff feel, though. Yeah, I just I, I prefer my figures to look more like. Uh, don't make them cartoony. Why would you make monsters cartoony? They're supposed to be scary. <laughs> you, you do know about the movie coming this summer called, you know, Monster University. Those can be cartoony monsters because they are on screen. Uh, now I'm just completely confused. I just don't know. I just don't understand the rules anymore. <laughs> don't take, don't take it. Mess with my mummies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe I should move along. I didn't know that was going to be such a hot topic. I know. Yeah, quick, something else. Less okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Moving on to what appears to be now the master of licenses. Uh, Minimates have announced, or I think we announced, them, announced these quite a while ago, but we're seeing uh, a picture now of the um, Invincible Minimates box set. Uh, in this set, we get uh, Invincible, Omni-Man, Alan the Alien, and Adam Eve. Um, look, everything you can expect from a from a Minimate set. They're well done and very colourful, and it's good to see some Invincible love getting out there. His um, eye goggles, Invincible's eye goggles, really look like blue check to me. I wonder mm. if they're not... Um, Art for Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These yeah, are cool, nice looking set for sure. Yeah. yeah, I love the Alan the Alien. That's cool. Mm. All right, is that the end of your news? I believe so. All right, now this one we've got some Mattel DC Unlimited news. I, I really don't know what this line is supposed to be. It just seems like it's a bizarre hodgepodge. So the next two figures, uh, part of the. Um, oh, Batman Unlimited, first of all. We're getting a Beware of the Batman figure based on the new cartoon, um, which is, is there. Um, not not mm. my favorite, for sure, but that's what it is. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I like it a lot better than the other figure, which is the DC Unlimited 6-inch Injustice Green Lantern figure, which... Um, makes the movie costume look awesome. <laughs> a bit of a not, not that that's hard, but well, I mean, mm. yuck. It sort of looks like a like a Lego sort of thing, doesn't it? It's it's weird. I just don't get it. Mm. It's sad. I think. But there you go. Um, and right at the other end of the scale both scale wise and financially from play imaginative we are getting a super alloy one six scale just justice league superman Yay. Um, yeah well it's a new it's a new 52 design superman Boo. Boo. uh and it's 359 dollars <laughs> but i think i think i worked out why um, if you look at uh, Big Bad Toy Store, it has a you know, fairly lengthy description of all of the um, features of it, which is interesting to read because I think it's pretty sure it's an English translation. But if you're wondering where, I think there's some really you know unique features here, and one of them is uh, a ball jointed wrists and groin. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, so I see a doctor. I, I, <laughs> they shouldn't have joints in them. <laughs> I, I really, I I'm just trying to picture what a ball jointed groin actually like how that functions in. That's how uh, I paid my way through university. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that, that's obviously the special feature there, but um, that they probably can't. Did, did show you see it. item number, item number twenty-five? Crystal fortress base list. with lights and fan to simulate flowing cape. <laughs> wow. So I mean, like this looks so cool, but 
$359. That's like, you know, that's like practically two two lower level hot toys or two mm. you know like two Bowen statues um yeah the shipping weight's nearly 10 pounds oh my gosh so yeah don't uh, i'm not going to put that on my christmas list anyway um and then a little last bit of tagged on news that's um, been thrown in by one of our hosts who isn't appearing tonight. Guess who? Um, SH Figure <laughs> Arts has announced their latest in the uh, Dragon Ball Z line, and it is Krillin, um, which I'm sure means something to Adam. Um, it looks oh, like... Uh, it's a no. bald, angry man. It is a oh. bald, angry man with... um. What's, what's his favorite character? What's his... Oh, Vegeta. Like, it kind of looks like bald Vegeta with a giant head. <laughs> Did you have to be careful what you said then? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. After ball jointed groin, I think we're pretty safe. Like, I'm really not that worried. <laughs> it's just, yeah. So, we, we might... Um, I saw this and thought, oh, we'll leave that till Adam can explain to us what it is. But um, he was obviously keen to have it... There, so there it is. Nice. And they sure are pumping these out. But at thirty nine ninety nine as opposed to three hundred and fifty nine, mm. probably afford it. Mm. Right. Wonder wonder if there's a ball jointed uh you know, appendage. Mm. Well the, the it's mm. not quite such an itemized list of features for that one, so can't tell you. No. Sorry, can't tell you. It doesn't have a cape, so there's no fan, I guess. No, that's right. No simulated flowing cape or a simulated yeah. ball-jointed groin. Very sad. I don't know how I've collected action figures all this time and didn't have one of those. Mm. I don't know how I've lived without having a fan. Oh, I thought you talking about the ball-jointed capes. groin. <laughs> okay, this can't get any better. I think we need to have a break. Uh, we will wrap up the news and come back with everyone's favorite podcast game, Name That. Well, now it's time for everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. Our friend John, also known as Engineer Nerd from TV and FilmToys.com, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. So over to you, John. Well, last week I, I picked a very terrifying sound, and, you know, because it actually kind of scared me because I was creeped out. But um, put the sound in so everybody can hear this traumatic um, terror of a, you know, tantalizing tone. Powerful enemies are attacking the castle. The dreadful dragon swoops down. And the awesome ogre bashes its way into battle. Who will win? So any, anyway, after that terrorizing tone, um, one of our, our hosts actually guessed this one this week. So, Ben, please tell us what it was. Hoorah! It was the Imaginext castle playset. And it, it was, and um, I have to say, I have awarded you a forum point, and please don't spend that all in one place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you very much. He's got so many forum points, he could spend half of them and still have the most, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I have to ask, how did you get that one? Uh, well, I didn't thinking, think anybody would get it. 
I started by just thinking of castle playsets, and I, I couldn't really think of many castle playsets outside of a few obvious ones like Lego, um, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, a few of those sorts of things. And there's obviously Playmobil, and I was sort of thinking that um, that that none of them sort of conjured any images of a dragon and an ogre. So I actually started having a bit of a look around through Google and just happened to come across an ogre and I thought, oh, that's interesting. And then via a couple of links came across the Imaginext castle. And um, the oh, ogre folks, is enormous. They're... Very clever. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have a ball-jointed crotch or...? Uh, uh, thank probably you. not in the kids' line. Not, not crotch, groin. Oh. In the differences, I don't know, but that's what it said. So that's what we reported. <laughs> About twenty dollars an hour. Okay. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, anyway, we will move on to this week's sound. And Mr. Editor, could you please insert the sound here? You ready to crunch somebody's bones? I knew that you were. How's it going, Benda? You little punk. Hey, wait just a minute. And um. We'll put that in one more time because if you gotta type it in Google, it might take you a minute. You ready to crunch somebody's bones? I knew that you were. How's it going, Benda? You little punk. Hey, wait just a minute. And as always, you can earn a forum point just like our good friend Ben there did by uh, making a guess over at the forum. And sometimes you might get a clue. Sometimes you might get a hint. Um, Sometimes you just might get ridiculed by other people. So uh, come on over and uh, make a guess at the forum. Very good. Well, thank you very much for that, John. And we'll look forward to the answer to the next installment. And we'll be right back in a moment with our Joy of the Week. The Incredible Hulk meets Spider-Man. Each figure a foot tall and fully posable. All you need is a piece of string and here comes Spider-Man. This is a job for the Hulk. The Incredible Hulk with a face that's mean. Lots of muscle and skin that's green. Superhero Hulk. Good job, handsome. The Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man from the Superhero Collection. Each sold separately by Mego. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. These could be new releases, or we might talk about a favorite or bizarre item from our collection. And speaking of bizarre items from our collection, Ben, you've got Toy of the Week. Over to you. Well, hey, Scott. I don't know that they're that bizarre, but... Um, no, I was I'll, talking about uh, you, bro. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. Very good. All <laughs> right, well, tonight I'm talking about the regular show cartoon Mordecai and Rigby action figures and I don't know if you guys are familiar with the regular show yes love it no it is a fantastic cartoon that has a running time of about 10 minutes per episode and it's bloody hilarious it is um it's uh, it's an interesting show. It's quite wacky. It follows the adventures of Mordecai and Rigby, um, two best friends who uh, I guess they're supposed to be caretakers in like a, a park and basically they just slack off and by the end of the adventure they've usually gone into space or backwards in time or something like that. It's um, yes, it's, it's very peculiar and it's bloody hilarious, um, especially if you've watched episodes like um, Allo Governor. And um, Death Punchies in particular, 
Uh, fantastic. So, so anyway, um, I actually got quite a surprise. I walked into my local comic shop and saw both of these there. I somehow wasn't aware that they were out. And um, so, unfortunately, in this particular scale, there's only two figures available so far, and they are Mordecai and Rigby themselves. So I picked both of them up. Um, they set me back about $15 each. I'm not sure what the recommended retail is in the US. Um, these came out from Jazzwares and, uh, this year. So they were released this year, and I picked them up. And as far as scale goes, it's quite odd. I've heard them referred to as five-inch scale, but it's kind of really hard to put a scale on a, a giant, you know, blue jay and a raccoon because Mordecai is a blue jay, um, as in a blue jay being a bird. Uh, and in the cartoon, he's something like six foot tall. And um, Rigby is a raccoon and he's a couple of feet tall. So um, they're cartoons. So you tell me what scale that makes them out to be. Uh, no idea. But Mordecai clocks in at around 15 and a half centimetres. Um, so that sort of makes him, um, oh, geez, what about, I uh, can't remember what I said. I think it's a bit over six inches or something like that. Um, and Rigby is about nine and a half centimetres, so I think he's about four and three-quarter inches tall. Um, these guys come in your basic um, blister card. That's actually pretty cool-looking um, blister cards. They've got sort of uh, shots from them from the show or just sort of the animated pictures of them from the show. The regular show logo is is pretty um, pretty sort of broad on the top of the card. It's really quite they, – they stand out pretty well, actually, and, and that's actually how I noticed them because the logo of the show was um, just contrasts nicely. Uh, they are blister cards, which means it's not collector-friendly. You've got to really rip that sucker open and um, you've got no hope of ever sort of getting them back in there. Um, so they're gone. Um, as far as articulation goes, um, because of the type of characters that they are, there's not a lot of options for sort of heavy articulation, though there's a, a few sort of peculiar choices. Um, Mordecai, the Blue Jay, comes in with 17 points of articulation. Um, he's basically just got a, a sort of a, a cut neck so he can rotate his head from left to right, but there's no up or down movement. Um, he's got your usual sort of... Um, pin shoulders, elbows and wrists, um, so same pin and disc in the hips, um, in the knees, and he's got cut ankles. So, um, so no ball-jointed groin? No, wow. no ball-jointed groin, but he does have a pin and disc tail, so he's got his little feathers that stick out the back and you can adjust them. Um, Rigby's cool. pr pretty much the same, but instead of the 17 points of articulation, um, he's got 16. The only real difference is he's got two uh, pieces of articulation in his tail, but because of just the design of the character, he doesn't actually possess any kind of neck. So basically from the top of his head to his groin is just one long sort of solid piece of plastic with the legs poking out the end. Um, so there's 17 and 16 points of articulation, uh, respectively. Um, playability, poseability. Oh, boy. Man, these um, these are two of the most frustrating toys I've ever owned, uh, hands down. Hmm. Um, Mordecai is, is huge and he's extremely thin and his legs are just absolutely ridiculous ridiculously thin they're they're you know I, I don't even can barely even sort of manage them um 
The other problem with having such thin legs is they're also extremely loose out of the box. Like the joints in um, the hips and the knees are actually very, very loose. Um, and because he's so top heavy because of his, his really large head, uh, I struggle to actually get him to stand up. There are no rockers in his ankles. So you, if you sort of move his legs a bit further apart to try and get some stability, then you actually lose stability because he then has to sort of rest on the edges of his feet um, and his feet are absolutely tiny so after much much fidgeting and, and cursing and, and tantrums and things like that I can get Mordecai to stand up but literally the, the tiniest vibration um, breath or, or anything like that and he just goes tumbling down uh, it's really insane Rigby is actually even worse if that's possible mm. um You'd think Rigby, with his sort of tube body and short little legs, he'd be fairly easy to stand up. The problem is his tail is actually, because it's solid plastic, it's actually got quite a bit of weight to it. So I can't get him to stand at all. Um, no matter what I do, his tail immediately pulls him over. Like he just, um, even if I bend him forward as if he's looking at the ground, his tail, you know, starts to pull him down. He, he literally has to get... Uh, probably at about a 30-degree angle bending forward before he'll actually stand up. But then he just looks all, like, awkward because he's just staring at the ground. So really, really frustrating. Um, the paint is actually not too bad. Rigby is um, is mostly cast in the, the brown um, plastic. So basically he's um, fairly limited in the actual paint. You've got some of his eyes are painted white. He's this sort of because he's the cartoony um, uh, raccoon. He's got some little sort of highlights. Well, one thing that's really odd about Rigby is the bands on his tail and around his eyes are just a dark brown, whereas in the show they're actually black. Um, and so the lack of black rings around his eyes and also his tail, it's just a little bit off for me. Like I, I was sort of holding him up while I was watching the show and it's a, it's a really odd sort of choice. I, I'm almost tempted to sort of colour them black just to sort of see if I can um, bring him a little sort of closer to his um, TV counterpart. Um, Mordecai, on the other hand, his legs are actually, his grey legs are casting grey, whereas his sort of upper torso has been painted in places like with the various blues. Um, I mean, the good thing is the sculpts are very good. They, they do really look like they're supposed to. Mordecai looks like he has sort of stepped off the screen. Um, there's quite a bit of slop in the way they've applied things like the white bands around his wrists. Um, there are actually sculpted sort of grooves to, to indicate that the bands are there and then someone's come along and tried to actually paint them and done a really poor job. They've just kind of slopped it around and it sort of goes over the grooves and it's even even looks like they've doubled up in a couple of places so the, the paint's a bit sort of, um, sort of thick and splodgy. Um, my Mordecai has a lot of marks on him. I don't know whether the way they get produced, they get sort of just, you know, dumped into a huge bin and, and then sort of put into their packaging later. But he's got sort of little marks all over him. I don't know, maybe it's because he's fallen over so many times he's picked up a few scuffs and scratches. But um, <laughs> I don't know, it's a bit, bit odd. I, I, um, feel, so, I feel a dolly rating issue coming. Um, <laughs> yeah, so probably the one last thing before I go, is they, they do actually come with a couple of accessories. Um, Rigby comes with a couple of little ducks um, from one of the episodes, and um, these guys are always eating wacky foods and that sort of thing. So Mordecai comes with his grilled cheese sandwich that's got a, um, a bite out of it and also his groovy little um, keyboard. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, fun accessories, the ducks are cute and all that sort of thing, and the grilled cheese is, you know, amusing because it's the sort of stuff they have. But the episodes are just so wacky and they do sort of, the, you know, so many different adventures every episode that there's probably a whole range of stuff that they could have come with as an accessory. Um, to tell you the truth, the only accessory that I would have really, 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 really wanted would have been uh, some kind of stand. Um, so that they can actually stand up. I really don't think it would have been too much to ask for them to have the um, the peg holes in the feet and, um, you know, uh, a little stand just to keep them upright. Um, I was actually looking for some stands that I could use for these guys until I actually realised they don't have any peg holes in their feet. So oh. you can't even actually um, steal, you know, stands from someone else. So... Um, so just to recap, the, the highlights are the fact that, you know, these do actually look um, the way they should. Um, the sculpting is, is very well done, um, but it's obviously come at a cost simply because, you know, you, you can't even get them to stand up properly. And to me, that's a major fail because I'm going to have to put these on my shelf in a way that they're leaning up against something um, to keep them upright, basically. So, uh, look... <sighs> I'm really disappointed with these guys. Um, when I saw them in the packaging, you know, they looked fantastic. I thought this was going to be um, a couple of figures that I could add to my sort of fun shelf with my future armor figures, etc. But, um, you know, they'll probably be right at the back leaning against the back wall of my shelf just so that they can stay upright. So for that reason, um, I'm going to give these guys just four out of ten. Well, harsh, mm. but fair. But fair. <laughs> yeah, four out of ten dollars. I'm just, I'm really quite disappointed. Um, Have you ever owned anything else from Jazzwares? What else do they? Um, make? I mean, uh, didn't they do things like the the Space Ghost and yeah, the recent ones? And the, I believe. I mean, from what I understand, that had problems. And I mean, you know, I'm just giving Mordecai a bit of a shake now, just as a test. And his legs are just flinging all over the place because the joints are just so loose. And I mean, straight out of the packaging, that's just unacceptable. So that's it from me. There you go. Good job, Ben. And uh, sorry that the outcome wasn't better, but all, all in the name of fair and balanced journalism. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and uh, after that, I think we will take a break and we'll come back and talk about the new items that we have added to our collections. Open the jar, Grim. The powers of evil control Castle Grayskull. Oh, yeah, Dad. Watch Ram Ram Man, He-Man, and Castle Grayskull, each sold separately. You have to put the castle together. Ram Man, use your head. I trust you. Not that way. We have a prisoner. Good. Who's the prisoner? You are, because we have the power. Oh, no. Ram Man and He-Man from the Masters of the Universe collection, each sold separately. Castle Grayskull also sold separately from Mattel. Well, we're all here because we collect, so Feeding the Addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders that we've made. And Justin, you are up first, and you've got a big one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I made an acquisition this week of... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I meant. Of <laughs> uh, uh, moving right along, some seventies Marvel goodness. So I was able to pick up a Defenders number one Yay. this week. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's good to have in the collection. I have about four issues to go at the moment, and it was really a, a, a uh, good acquisition. It's it's not in pristine condition. The the cover's a bit dodgy, but. Uh, for the price, um, quite happy with it. So there you go. Got a Defenders number one. Outstanding. That is yeah. awesome. 
Mm. And uh, okay. and that was a what condition is the comic? Did you say sorry? Uh, well, if I was to give it a personal one, I'd say it's about a six out of ten. Cool. It's not too bad. It's just the fronts. The fronts faded, and some idiot's written something on it, like a there's a digit like a four or something in it. I don't know what that's about. But property of Scott. <laughs> it was before I learned to write, not write on my comics. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, and the other acquisition this week is just some uh, Lego minifigures series ten. If you've been out at retail, they're in abundance everywhere. Beautiful gold shiny packages are plenty. Um, was able to pick up the uh, which one? The Medusa one, uh, the Xena sort of character. You got uh, the sea captain and the Paris Hilton. Arr. Yeah. <laughs> so no, no sign of Mister Gold anywhere to be found. Uh-huh. So we'll yeah, talk about him later. Mister <laughs> mm, Gold. Mister Gold. That's oh, about it for me. Pretty slow week. Yeah. And what about you, John? Well, after I think the last time I was on the show, I said I hadn't seen any of the uh, Marvel Universe with Professor X or Jubilee or any of those. I actually found a Professor X. Ooh. So yeah, I was pretty excited. I, I almost didn't recognize what it was on the shelf. I was walking by and I went, I don't recognize that figure. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so used to seeing Marvel Universe that, you know, it's just been hanging there for a while. So mm. that was kind of kind of What was your cool. attraction to Professor X? Um, the hairdo. <laughs> Fair enough. You felt a kinship, did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, it was it was strange because I got him home and I opened him up and um, I was like, you know, I don't have any other X Men figures in that scale. Oh, <laughs> so oh surely there's a Gambit. I I don't have him. What? I I I don't have him. I don't like the the two pack version. So I've been looking for the um, the the Wolverine Origins one, and I haven't found him yet for a price I'm willing to pay. Okay. There you go. Hmm. Very good. Well, I did not get anything this week, um, but I did remember something that I have received previously that I did not report on. And uh, that was the fantastic Bowen Action Magneto statue, um, which because uh, I had a number of statues that I got in the weeks leading up to when we moved, which I didn't bother unpacking because everything was being packed. So it's taken me a while to kind of get back to them. Um, this statue is huge, <laughs> huge, huge. It is amazing. The cape is like you know, giant flowing cape. It's a pretty spectacular thing. And, yeah, but without the simulated flowing stuff, just okay. for the record. Yeah, just just to be clear. And, um, yeah, it's it's great. The, the one thing that does sometimes with the helmeted stuff, like the Iron Man stuff from Bowen as well, sometimes I, I the heads with the helmets on maybe are a little bit small. Um, and I do think... You know that's a, a, partly an issue here, but only you know, kind of you look closely at it. It's very effective up on the shelf. Um, it fits in with the other Sentinel stuff as well. But the other kind of thing that is a little bit unusual about this is that the um, Sentinel hand is quite a different color from the sentinel hands that are on some of the previous statues like banshee and um the sentinel stuff on the cable 
statue. Okay. So yeah, but I don't I don't have mine together. But I think if you had them together, you would you'd kind of notice it. Um, but extremely groovy statue. I really love what Bowen's doing with some of these more dynamic poses and dynamic capes in particular. Mm. Very good. And Mr. Ben, what about you? Uh, well, in addition to the Mordecai and Rigby figures, uh, I noticed that the Playmates Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Dog Pound uh, figure had made its way to just one store, uh, one one chain, should I say, and that's Big W, um, which I guess is our equivalent of Walmart. Um, quite odd, really, because uh, he turned up in bulk at, at quite a few Big Ws that I'd been to. Um, but he didn't actually turn up with the rest of the figures in that particular wave because he's also meant to be with um, uh, Fishface and Metalhead, and those two haven't actually turned up yet. So a bit strange, but anyway, pick that one up to add to the collection. I'm very much enjoying that series. Um, and one of the little things I got for my birthday was the um, Funko Pop Vinyl Ghost Rider that um, John sort of talked about uh, yeah, a few weeks ago. And, yeah, it, it is fantastic in person, um, really, really nifty figure, and so much so that it actually had me um, jumping online to see just exactly what other figures had been released um, uh, as far as Marvel goes in the pop vinyl, and it's, um, mm, it's a... It's a it's a dangerous path, um, my friend. Yes. It, it is indeed. Uh, some of them, slope. Well, when you look at some of the other characters, like Beast, uh, he just looks fantastic. And yeah, um, yes. Anyway, we shall we shall see how I fare. But um, other than that, that's it. Huh. Very good. Well, it's a, a decent set of acquisitions. And uh, with that, we'll take a break, and we will come back to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. What is this bizarro world? Well, Red Carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, whether they are unusual announcements or a complete fail action figure or worse. And handing out the penalty this week is Ben. So over to you, Ben. Thank you, Scott. Um, This is uh, an interesting one. Uh, I don't know the origins of it because I just came across it on the internet. It's not something I've seen in person. And um, if I can just take you all back for a a moment to the the origins of the Transformers, and if you remember when they first come to Earth, they they sort of send out scanners and and they scan various vehicles that that they come across and basically take on their, their shape. Um, in order to sort of fit in, and that's when, um, you know, Optimus Prime scans the truck and, and becomes the uh, the truck that we all know and love. Well, um, just imagine an alternate universe where uh, Optimus Prime sends out, you know, his scanner, and the first thing he scans is Thomas the Tank Engine. Um, and that's basically exactly what we've got. <laughs> just imagine Thomas the Tank Engine as a Transformer. Um, however... Uh, <sighs> This interesting beast isn't actually referred to as Thomas the Tank Engine. Um, uh, I think this is another one of those fantastic um, creations that comes out of our um, Oriental uh, uh, space, and um, it's just called Train. Uh, And apparently it's um, a three-in-one train, so I assume there is some manner of transforming or or playability that's involved. But uh, if you choose not to have these three trains chugging around as 
Thomas-like trains, you can, uh, Voltron-style, join them together and come up with this huge honking uh, Optomos... <laughs> Optimus Prime thing. It's um, <laughs> so imagine a, a giant transformer with um, Thomas's face in the middle of the chest. Uh, it's um, it's exquisite. <laughs> yeah, that's the word. Yes, yes. Uh, I assume there are no licensing um, fees paid here, either to the uh, company that owns Thomas or to Hasbro for the, the transformer. Uh, usage or, or even to Bandai for um, not Bandai but um, whoever's got the Voltron license um, yeah. yeah I don't know it's uh, it's it's not working for me somehow I, I gotta say well it's horrible it's actually uh, pretty clever um, it, compared to a lot of your knockoff toys it is you know like the, they've actually done something kind of unique and clever with it even though it's horrible but you have to wonder. Well, believe, because, sorry, John. I, I believe the Transformers fans would call him a combiner, but he's also a part former because you have to take him apart to transform him. Mm, there you go. But it's interesting because Thomas is aimed at very, very young children, um, you know, in the sort of first couple of years. And um, Thomas is the sort of thing that you would grow out of and grow into Transformers. So this is really, in its own way, a, a really clever way of <laughs> of keeping the, the Thomas thing alive. I mean, if this was actually produced as a legitimate Thomas item, you could kind of appreciate it because, you know, they're, they're sort of broadening their market to try and... Um, you know, keep the interest of those people who, or those kids that were into Thomas, but now might be a little bit older and into other things. So, but um, I don't know. I still can't get past the idea of this thing being a giant transformer with a, a smiley, sort of pudgy face in the middle of the chest. So, um, I think that's why we'll give it our red card of the week. Very I like good. it. <laughs> 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 well, you know, I think you can you can give something a red card and still kind of have an odd affection for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll get, we'll get it for you for Christmas, John. Don't worry. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but in the meantime, that wraps up Red Carded, and we will be right back with our discussion topic of the week. Anyone for turtle soup? Oh, no! Raphael's in the clutches of the evil foot flesh-o-matic torture machine! Will the turtle cycle make it in time? Will Raphael be destroyed by the retro-mutagen ooze? I don't know. What a shot! The double-barreled plunger gun saves the day again! And with their retro catapult, the turtles are giving the foot some of their own medicine! Anyone remember where we parked? From Playmate! Well, this episode we are talking about the blind-boxed and blind-bagged toy concept. This novel approach to the toy and collectibles market has gained a lot of ground and popularity in the last few years, but the concept is certainly not a new one. Many collectors can remember diving into trading cards at some time in their lives. The principle is a simple one which appeals to that basic joy of opening gifts at birthday and Christmas with an enthusiastic anticipation of the unknown. So thinking about some of those early incarnations of this concept, guys, as a kid, what do you remember collecting that was a a, a blind bag or a blind box concept? Uh, I was into trading cards almost from as as early as I can remember. I can remember getting Star Wars 
trading cards, uh, you know, back when they came eight to a pack and you got that horrible stick of gum with them that really nobody ate but your cards smelt of forever after. Mm. Um, I like that smell. <laughs> it was that weird powdered gum. That sort yeah, of, yeah, the Scanlon stuff. That's the one. And, and so I can remember Star Wars, Empire. I can remember Close Encounters in between. Uh, E.T. trading cards, and uh, even back then I, I can remember sort of getting to a point where, um, you know, most of them came with a checklist and you mm. would actually get to a point where you only needed five cards and so you would be buying more cards just hoping to get those last few. Mm. Wow. And they became um, schoolyard currency. Mm, indeed. Uh, there were, and then they mm. threw in things like uh, the special gold uh, cards that were, you know, probably – put in every, you know, 100,000 <laughs> packets. But uh, quite similar, all those movie cards. I also had uh, football cards. And uh, I remember for a while there was those Rant- Ratfink um, hot rod uh, cars. And oh, you would yes. uh, collect those. Do you remember those? They had uh, weird oh. uh, animals mixed in with uh, cars and that were quite uh, groovy for a while as well. <laughs> yeah. What about you, John? Well, you know what I remember is uh, gumball machines here in the States. Mm. You know, you put a quarter in or you put 50 cents in and you'd get the little capsule out um, w- with something in it. And, um, you know, I, I remember those, you know, because you'd always see them and they'd have, you know, the little uh, camera or, or some other little thing that you'd want on the front. And then you'd never get, you know, you'd get a rubber spider <laughs> or something. And, um <laughs> I, I actually, my parents knew a guy that, that filled those and he had in his basement boxes of the stuff to fill them with. Oh, and wow. so they, they, uh, at Christmas one year went over there and they filled my stocking with all the things you never saw, you know? So I got the oh. little camera and a bunch of keychains and stuff that were, were really cool. But you know, that was kind of the first thing I remember going, Hey, I want that. And, you know, coming mm. back the next week to the same machine and, you know, putting another quarter in and trying again. Huh. Yeah. For me, it would be um, baseball cards. That's I remember spending a lot of pocket money on baseball cards, which is, you know, a, a very American kid pastime. Um, and, you know, when we say a lot of money, I think, you know, it's probably like 15 cents for a packet of three or four cards plus gum. So. Um, but that that was a lot of money back then. To a kid in particular, that was a lot of money. Yeah. But, yeah. And I mean, you know, you end up with all your double ups and I grew up in I grew up in Chicago and I was a White Sox fan, so I used to collect the White Sox cards and you know, you end up with a whole bunch of uh dodgy players you never heard of and <laughs> you know, trying to trade your friend for, you know, one decent Carlton Fisk, you know. Yes. Um, so yeah. And if you were anything like me, my mother would um, cook on on weekends in particular, and um, she was forever sending me to the local shop to to buy ingredients. And she'd always let me have uh, fifty cents out of the change to to buy two packs of cards. Um, and that was my sort of that was the the bribery for getting me down there and back in in you know a decent amount of time. And uh-huh. but I I can actually remember you know I'd get say. Um, 
$10 for my birthday from uh, a family member and, you know, that was a, a lot of money. And then my mother would just look at me and she'd say, now, if you think you're going to buy 40 packets of cards, you know, you better think twice. So <laughs> I only ever got, you know, no more than maybe four packs at a time. Hmm. I don't even remember getting that many at a time. No, no Like way. one or two at the most, yeah. Absolutely. Well, it was a – we used to ride our bikes down to – you know, that we didn't have a shop – any particularly near us, but when we got a little bit older, we were, used to be allowed to, as a special treat, to ride our bikes to the shop, and that was you have enough money for kind of one thing of candy and then a, and then some baseball cards. So I guess you know, point being that this is not actually a new concept, although of course now um, we're getting into some more high end. Uh, applications with toys and obviously a lot more expensive per unit. So I guess, you know, first question, when we think about blind bagged, blind box toys, do you like them and do you buy any particular um, versions of them? Justin? Yes, as uh, <laughs> the three people who listen to the show would know that uh, <laughs> Lego minifigures are my, my stable. I've been swayed by Playmobil. <laughs> but uh, especially Series 1, they had some really cool uh, figures out. Um, I don't really collect any others. Um, my son is is pestering, especially for those, I see it's on the list here, those bonkers onk ones, the superhero with oh, the funny terrible. head ones. Yeah, they are ugly. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> He's on to me about those. Yeah, I keep looking at those and going, "What? I don't get it. Like, what are they, yeah. what are they supposed to be? <laughs> me either. <laughs> I buy them on principle. No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, John, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've said before, for me, a lot of collecting is about the thrill of the hunt. So this, you know, appeals to that where a lot of other stuff just doesn't have that anymore. You know, the Legos looking for the, the ones I want or, you know, the Doctor Who Titans or, um, my latest one was going after the, the minions from, uh, Despicable Me Too. Um, I've got a couple of those and, you know, trying to find the different ones and they're harder to figure out. And so that's been kind of a, a challenge, but, you know, that, that's the part of it I enjoy. So, you know. It, it appeals to me. So you I enjoy, like them. You enjoy the challenge. Now, yeah. now Ben, as our resident obsessive compulsive, um, how how do you, uh, blind blind box and blind bag toys impact you? Jeez, that's that's I resemble that remark. <laughs> um, well, actually, is, but, sorry, the, the man that had to stop collecting Marvel Universe because the numbers got out of order on the side. Oh uh, no, it just <laughs> no, it's all, all kinds of wrong. No. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's. Oh, hang on, just my mouth wasn't quite twenty-five centimeters away from the microphone. <laughs> well, thank, thank goodness that you corrected that because that is, you know, podcast regulation. That's exactly right. That's exactly. I'm say it seven up. times. Yeah. <laughs> on this on this show, we certainly do not tolerate anything other than the twenty-five uh, twenty-five centimeter regulation distance. Indeed. Um. No, if I remember back to probably the, the mid-90s, uh, I can remember visiting Sydney and coming across um, a store in Chinatown that was um, 
basically devoted to um, sort of Asian import uh, toys and model kits and and anime and things like that. And um, that, that was quite novel at the time because, I mean, it's it's quite common now, but this was one of the first I can remember there ever being in Australia. And um, so they had a lot of stuff from Hong Kong, from Japan, and um, it's a huge phenomenon um, over there now. But, um, you know, it, it was even back then because I can remember buying these blind box um, Godzilla figures and there wasn't a word of English to be seen on the packaging anywhere. Basically, you, you just recognised the characters, knew what they were, and I, I think I was only paying about four dollars each for the the Godzilla ones, and they were probably no more than oh, probably an inch and a half tall, um, and and they were actually boxed and came in a little foil package like a lot of the um, the modern American ones do. Um, and so every time I was up there, I used to buy sort of four or five and. Um, yeah, they were a lot of fun, and then basically the the novel the novelty started to wear off because um, I, I would only get up there two or three times a year, and I'd pick some up, and you know then you'd start to get duplicates, and um, you really didn't have anyone to sort of swap with, so um, you know it really you really were sort of taking you know your chances. But since then, um, yeah, look, I I've been tempted by the Lego Mini Mates as well. I think it's a really great idea, but. Um, I don't collect Lego in general, so it'd be um, a bit of a waste for me. But the the one that's really got my attention is the, the stuff that Kid Robot is doing. Um, I've been collecting the um, the pop vinyl Futurama and the um, South Park figures, hmm. and uh, yeah, they're they're fantastic. I quite enjoy those. Okay, I love the idea of a lot of this. Being someone who knows that he possesses an addictive personality, <laughs> I am just so loath to, you know, like the, the Lego minifigures I can do because I don't feel the need to, I can grab those for the kids because I don't collect them, um, you know, and I can say to them, Daddy's giving you Lego minifigures, but if you get Chicken Man, you have to give it to me, the, chi- <laughs> the, chi- the Chicken Suit Man, and then I'll get you another one, you know, and they accept that, um, you know, but... I, it's the kind of stuff I look at and just think, you know, if I started on this, I would end up having to, you know, or like, for example, with some of the um, new things that are coming out where they've got some DC stuff like the Domo, etc. and there's an Aquaman one. I'm not going to try that because I would keep going until I got Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. So mm. I love the idea of it. I pick, I'm pick. i happy to pick up, you know, odd ones occasionally just for fun. But to collect, I think I would end up ruining my life. (laughs) (laughs) So what are some of our favorites? Let's talk Lego first of all because obviously that's a a, a big one. And that's actually where the idea for this discussion came from, was from Dark Guard on the AFB forum who was asking us... Yay! Yay, good on you, Dark Guard, who was asking us what we thought about the uh, Mr. Gold Lego really hard to find um, figure and uh, that's where we got the idea for this topic so you know what what do we think about when things get really hard to find like Mr. Gold well I like the concept also I know I'm never going to own him and (laughs) uh, I think uh, I feel a bit gypped in that regard because I mentioned before on the forums that uh, you know 160 minifigures in that's basically a cost of 800 smackaroonies um, mm. at retail. So when you think about it in that way, 
be nice if uh, we had Mr. Goals for everyone. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, what sort of limitation is there? Like, is, is is it sort of like 200 in the world or how, how rare is he? I, I forget. I think it's a 5,000 from memory. I'd have to have a look at that again. But, um, yeah, I think it was about 5,000. There's a, a tracker on the uh, minifigures site um, that lets you show where in the world he's popped up. So oh, okay. people get him when they log into this um, world map, and you can see, I think, last count there was 12 found in Australia. So, you know, rare, but I guess not that rare, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and what wave is this? Wave 10. Ten. Okay. Wave 10. So, I mean, on on um, eBay at the moment, Mr. Gold is going for $1,000. Oh, my goodness. Good grief. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. Oh, my goodness. So there's a secondary secondary market for uh, Mr. Gold. Oh. Wow. So, and in that respect, with him going for so uh, so many crazy dollars, um, well, what do we – we're not going to – we won't see them again. You know, there'll be no real issue because these people will probably feel a bit ripped off, the, the people that have found him. So, mm. yeah. I don't think we're going to get a Mr. Gold widespread anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and the other thing I like about the um, the Mr. Gold stuff on eBay is that there's a surprising number of custom Mr. Golds as well. <laughs> there is, and <laughs> stated that they are custom, which is... Yeah, know, but... You know. Yeah, so it is 5,000. 5,000. Wow. Which is hilarious because... Yeah, I mean that's obviously just kind of designed to try and trick people. Yeah, and as if they weren't making enough money anyway on these uh, minifigures. Do you know what I mean? So, but mm-hmm. this is it shouldn't be a, a sales point because these these figures are going to go forever. I'm not surprised if we don't get the series, you know, twenty or thirty down the track. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So, and what would kill us when they buy a license like Star Wars blind pack minifigures mm. or Marvel? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Try staying away from those. <laughs> that that's what would probably put me over the line. Is is uh, um, I quite like the idea of the the mini the Lego minifigures as they are now because there's some really fun ones. But there are then you know there are some that I just have zero interest in. And so the idea of you know paying my few bucks and opening it and going oh this is like my least wanted figure. And so mm-hmm. if they were characters that I could really um. You know, associate with like from Marvel or Star Wars. Yep, I'd be in in a second. Yeah, yeah, I'm fearing that. <laughs> I'm fearing that. So, so what other blind bag, blind box lines do we like? Um, well, I mean, I, I certainly the the kid robot ones um, have been a lot of fun because the the styling of them, I think, are. Uh, are particularly good, such as the um, the Futurama, South Park, and the Simpsons. And I haven't actually picked up any of the Simpsons, but um, uh, only because I haven't found them locally. Um, but you know, I just think that sometimes the styling just suits the character choices, and mm. and for certainly for the Futurama and South Park in particular, um, they translate really, really well. But um, you know, unfortunately, they're uh, they they sort of start to repeat some of the characters in different outfits, which is something that I'm not particularly interested in. John, what about you? I really like the Doctor Who Titans. I, I just I've got that ood, and um, I'm going to have to go find some more of those. <laughs> I just I like those and um, the androids. I really like the androids too. Mm. 
How much do the Doctor Who ones run in the States? I think the shop I got mine at, they were 10 bucks, but that shop's normally a little higher than normal. Okay. So. I think I paid 12 for, I got a Cyberman, that, you know, and I think I paid 12 for that, which is, you know, it, it's getting up there for a blind box toy, isn't it? Yeah, you know, but unfortunately that's the, the, you know, I think that's part of the appeal for these because the the price point is so low that you can impulse buy them and not feel as guilty as spending, say, you know, 20 bucks on a, a six inch figure. You know, you could buy two or three of these and not have to, you know, feel like a, you know, you spent, you know, everything. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm. I mean, I think too that, some of the the ideas um, are very clever, such as Upper Deck taking advantage of the way that the Dungeons and Dragons game changed. And I mean, for years, Dungeons and Dragons was basically just pen and paper, and then they they sort of changed the way the game worked, and you could actually start using um, miniatures. Uh, in the game and of course because Dungeons and Dragons is just so vast um, you know it was difficult to have miniatures for everything so they actually started producing them um, and you know the different series that came out you would actually get half a dozen sort of figures um, in a box much the way that Hero Clicks huh. were done and it was completely blind boxed as well um, they had different themes and so there were you know there were sort of ones that were particularly monster um focused etc and they would do ones where you would get five regular figures and a jumbo figure um but you know still the the price starts to get up there a bit and and i I started actually getting those um when my local toys r us had a clearance on them and they were about a quarter of the retail price just to to get them out so i was buying bags of the things I tell you, I have been tempted. I bet that. Sorry, sorry. I was just to say, what else? But you, you, you go. Please go. I, I've been tempted by the Playmobil stuff because that's kind of interesting. Where they've divided up the the boy and girl ones, just to you know, kind of appeal to the different kids. But the, there have been some really cool ones in that as well. And those are actually, I think, four bucks or something here. Really reasonable for what they are. I think. Yeah, they're a decent size. Hmm. And normally they have a fair amount of accessories and stuff too. It's not like you're just getting a, a you know, a, a repainted buck basically. Then normally they they decked them out and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Cool. And what other lines are there that um, stand out to you as being good examples of this? Uh, Hero Clicks is one that um, I think is an interesting one. Um, because you know there's a game element to it as well, so it's not just a, um, you know, the, I think a lot of people collect hero clicks that don't play the game, but yeah, yeah. there is actually another element to it, and they have done a huge amount of characters. They have, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, the Dungeons and Dragons were similar because you know you you received a, a characteristic card as well, so you know you could either collect them because they were fun, or or actually collect them uh, to use as part of a game. Um, but the one I think is actually quite interesting is um, Hot Wheels. Um, I mean, you know, Hot Wheels cars haven't changed a lot in, in the last sort of 30-odd years, and so coming up with new and innovative ways to keep, you know, keep people buying, um, I, I think that was a, a logical choice for them. Do they do blind yeah. box? They do. Oh, I didn't know that. 
Hmm. Yeah, they do a mystery. Isn't it like a black blister instead of a, a clear blister on some of them? Yeah. You don't know what it is. Yeah. But isn't the are those always the same or are they actually variants inside the blister? I don't know that I don't much know. about them. No. Yeah. No. Um you know the mega blocks, I, I'm I'm hot and cold on those. I mean they had some cool characters out. They the Iron Man's were ones were kinda cool. But you know, in the, the minifigure Marvel minifigure madness, there's there's so many of them. You know, between the hero clicks and the the mini mates, and then you got the mega blocks ones that I, I, I don't I don't know that the mega blocks ones were as big a, a hit with me once I saw them next to the the mini mates. You know. Yeah, I, I I picked up a few of the early mega blocks ones, and and I must confess that I did cheat and I looked up the codes on the internet, and Ooh. then um, stood there like some kind of weirdo in Toys R Us, going through this huge dump in of these <laughs> figures and and pushing waves of these packets to the side as I, I checked the codes. And uh, but I mean, I started to lose interest because each new wave, um, I mean. Obviously, you don't want to exhaust all the options too quickly. So the next wave would come out and there would be a black suit Spider-Man or a, you know, battle damage Spider-Man. And, mm. and as a universe builder, I, I have no interest in those particular figures. So I lost, I lost interest in that series pretty quickly. Yes. Justin, what about you? Is there another um, line of these that has caught your eye or? Well, I I have noticed that uh, the more popular licenses come out as well. I think there's on the shelves uh, at Toys R Us as we speak. There's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle blind uh, blind box set as well, what? and there's also what? yeah, and there's also an what? Adventure Time uh, blind pack set as well. So oh, you know, these major licenses are tapping into this market. I think it's oh. been reinvigorated by uh by lego and now everyone is um having a crack at it Jeez. Mm-hmm. and one thing as well that uh i think the um what are cute as well when i listen <laughs> i had to stay away from these are the um the, the the star wars pods they're called those tiny little uh plastic things that look like they should fit on the top of your uh pencil <laughs> mm, mm. They're, they're blind packed as well and another thing I, me- I should have mentioned as well that um my son he collects uh trash packs so they're they're big for anyone under under say about eight as well so trash yeah, packs are, are blind packed as well I, I bought one of the trash packs and i was like i i don't get this and <laughs> <laughs> you just felt out of yeah. place standing on the playground trading them didn't you <laughs> Well, you know, when you pull up in a van with no windows on it, you're a short, bald man with a goatee. Yeah. Hey, kid, you want to trade some trash packs? Yeah. They... Uh... You shouldn't have put on a voice. <laughs> so we talked yeah. about a lot of the things that we like about this idea. You know, what are some of the cons of blind bag, blind box? Um, the, the one. Go ahead, Ben. Oh, um, the, the the kid robot 
um, ones, the, the Future Armour and South Park ones, they're quite pricey at retail here in Australia. They go for about $15 each. Uh, and, and for a, a blind box series, you know, that's awfully expensive, awfully quick. And uh, it's certainly fun to begin with because basically, you know, the first few boxes you buy uh, are no doubt, um, you know, your chances of doubling up are pretty slim. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm pretty fortunate that I know someone who owns a store and um, he, he's selling them. And so I get them at cost price. Um, but even at cost, um, he said I was the only one buying them. And when you know that, you know, um, uh, a certain figure is three in 24 or two in 24 and you're the only one buying out of the box. It's only a matter of time really before you, um, you're going to double up. And so, you know, one of the cons for me, I guess, is that it, you know, the, the concept relies on turnover at a point of sale to sort of keep the stock fresh and, and your chances of scoring, you know, some of the rare ones. Hmm. Yeah, that's the kind of the same problem I have at my local shop. You know, um, like the Titans, they actually show you a picture of what the wave is on the side, you know, so you know, okay, there's a TARDIS and there's some sort of TARDIS variant, but we're not going to show you what it is. There's a doctor and doctor variant. And then giving you the, the, the pack out ratio on the side. I like that. I don't like it when they don't tell you what's in the wave. Yeah. Because then you get, you, you get, it's stuck like I did on the hero clicks with, you know, Bruce Wayne and two terrorists. And I'm going, well, what else is in the damn wave? <laughs> you know, <laughs> is, is Batman the, you know, one in a hundred pack out or am, am I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I like it when they tell you what, what else in the wave, you know, I, I maybe that's just me, but I, I don't mind variants of what's in the wave and them showing you, okay, there is a variant, but we're not going to show you exactly what it is. Mm. But I at least like to know what I'm shooting for, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay. Well, what else do we need to cover here before we we close this off? I think we've done a good job of kind of covering the the bases. I don't buy them because I'm too obsessive. Um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one of one of the ones that I've one of the things I find frustrating is um, I understand that a lot of companies pay a lot of money for these licenses and so they need to get their mileage. But you know you, you start to commit to some of these things and um, you know when the the endless variants start to appear, um, you know I find that sort of very frustrating when the, the next wave is announced and you know when there's a certain character that you're waiting on, but um, you know, instead, like for instance, with the Simpsons, um, you you get the sort of initial waves of characters, and then they start to do the the main Simpson family as zombies, and the main Simpson family as mariachis, and it's like, yeah, that's all great and all, but you know, could I just get Bumblebee Man instead? Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that can be a bit frustrating. Justin, any last thoughts? Um, other than that, they're. Uh pretty good i found for uh, kids parties <laughs> so yeah. like uh throw them in a um lolly bag for the kids afterwards um i'm sure i don't know how popular they are in playgrounds for these things but i don't know just the joy that uh lego in particular brings brings my son when i buy them on the way home or he's with me he's yeah. uh, quite excited by them so i can i can see the uh the value in that in that aspect of it but still i don't think there'll be any any announcement soon of these things ending up anyway for, for Lego anyway. I think that's no, uh, no. a great idea that they've they've come up with. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, I think um, Eric's uh, on the AFB forum summed it up pretty well when he said it's just a, a really neat concept for inexpensive items, uh, and I think as long as they you know can keep the um, the retail price down, it's it's a fun idea. Very good. Yeah, well, I agree. Thanks everyone for your thoughts, and thank you to Dark Guard for the suggestion of the topic. We love it when people give us ideas. And uh, if you are a big fan of these, you're not a big fan, um, you have particular favorites that we didn't talk about, please let us know, and uh, we'd be happy to to listen. But thanks very much for that, guys. We will be right back in a moment to wrap up the show. Indy, over here. Indiana Jones at your service, Toad. Ah! <laughs> Indiana Jones and other action figures, new from Raiders of the Lost Ark collection, each sold separately. Watch him, Kyro, swordsman. Yeah, watch my swing. Yikes! All downhill from here, swordsman. You'll be sorry, Jones. Tricky again, Toad. Indiana Jones, Toad, and Cairo swordsman action figures, each sold separately from Raiders of the Lost Ark collection, new from Kenner. Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you, and we love receiving feedback. So if you'd like to have your questions, comments, or suggestions read out, please email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com or share it with us on social media or throw rocks at Ben's house with paper wrapped around it. That's all good. And uh, we will read it out, especially if you throw rocks at Ben's house. Uh, John, (laughs) you have got feedback tonight so let's have it and actually this bit of feedback comes from from my site but i thought it was a good question so i wanted to bring it up here um chris came over and made a comment and he said i do have a question what is the best way to store a figure collection long term i have a lot of star wars gi joe lord of the rings etc i need to put in storage for an uncertain period of time i don't want to ruin any figures in my collection any help would be much appreciated well that is obvious send them to me I will gladly look after them for you. Nice, nice. Gentlemen, what do you think? Um, (laughs) uh, Are we talking about a loose collection here? doesn't state, but... uh. It doesn't state, but I'm assuming that it would be a loose collection. Otherwise, I don't know that there would be a whole, you know... I I think it's obvious, you know, you want to go, you know, dry, not damp... Um, locale. Um, if it's going to be somewhere, might be damp or, you know, can weather or, you know, the climate conditions changing, you might want to use, you know, some plastic totes for sure. But, um, but for loose figures, I, I'm, I'm not sure how I would do it. I mean, I know how I do it, but I don't think I would necessarily tell somebody else to do it the way I do it. <laughs> uh, I'd have to say sandwich bags and a plastic tub. Yep. That's where I'm at that's as well. It. That's all I do. I buy the the little, not not so much the um, expensive ones, but just the little. As long as they've got the the little press together seal, um, you know, you you buy the sandwich bags, you pop the action figure with their accessories in there, you zip it shut, and um, you know that um, not only keeps the accessories together, but it actually stops the figures from rubbing against either the container or each other. And then you just fill up those plastic tubs and stack them up. I agree. Yeah, but. That's probably what I would say, too. Awesome. I actually don't use plastic tubs. I use banker boxes for my stuff. And I don't have all of mine in baggies. But What are they, bank, banker? The the cardboard, The you know, they're about file folder size. The expandable things. The, the yeah, you buy them, you buy them flat. Yeah. I've just never heard that term before. I think the, the banker box. 
file box. Okay. Cool. That better? You have paper. It's fine, your John. Profession? I'm trying to translate for paper? the people that may not actually know what you're talking about, because I care about our listeners. All mm. right. I, I knew. Good on I you. Ben knew. Ben knew. <laughs> That's great. Look, you know, being an educator, um, I'm I'm here to help people learn, and also, you know, I know how to to deal with people being able to ask questions in a, a safe environment. So that's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Well, okay. Since, since you're done educating, I also, I want to give a shout out to the, uh, the ginger prince over in England. Cause he was listening to our podcast recently and, uh, mentioned it on Twitter. So thank you, ginger prince. Thank you, ginger prince. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, that has been great fun <laughs> gentlemen being with you tonight. As always, and uh, we... You don't sound sincere. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean it. I love you all. Um, uh, It's been great fun, and we do really love getting your feedback, so please do send it and share with us. And on that note, we are out of here. So thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, good night. Bye. Bye. Good night. Bye. Bye. I'll miss you guys. Okay. The music's playing right now. Yep. Play with your toys. Not with yourself, unless it's a self-exam for cancer, which you should do on a regular basis. Absolutely. Call your mom. Tell her to examine herself, too. Jesus. <laughs> that didn't sound okay. creepy at all. That's to no, not at all. <laughs> mom, have you examined yourself lately? Ay, caramba. <laughs> we should be able to talk about these things as families. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. There's thumping. Mm. My daughter's running up and down mm. the hallway for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Get to bed. <laughs> Looking for a fire extinguisher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for some reason. Help! The house is on fire! Shh! Drink a podcast! <laughs> you little brat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In five... Four, three.
Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. These could be new releases, or it might talk about our favorite or a bizarre... Oh, no, I'm happy to be... Wherever do you been? Well, he could <laughs> no, sorry. He could talk longer if... Uh, <laughs> Is that an intro? Or... <laughs> screw up. Sorry, I'll try that again. <laughs> I must admit, I'm guilty of spacing out my acquisition, so it sounds like I'm getting something every week. I didn't get anything this week. <gasps> Fine, I'll just say I didn't get anything this week. Oh, I think you could probably no, say no. you could probably say you got an attitude. <laughs> there might be a ban of chocolate on this show. Guys, <laughs> obviously, can't handle it. That's it. <laughs> Well, last week I, I picked a very terrifying sound and, you know, cause the, it actually kind of scared me cause I was creeped out, but, um, put the sound in so everybody can hear this traumatic, um, terror of, a you know, tantalizing tone. Ah! Insert here. That was me putting in. Oh, the that video. was scary. Yeah. Thanks. Are we still recording? Okay. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> now, this the continuing is story of a podcast that has gone to the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so, any, so. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. No. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bye. Oh, we still saying bye. Bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, our goodbyes go on forever now. John started that. Did he? I did not start that. Ben started that. Oh, Ben started it. Feel free to chop it all out. Oh, no way. This is the fun of it all. Mm-hmm. What an exit. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, we're done. This podcast was brought to you by the Big Top Network. Network.